Welcome to the Jacked on the Beanstalk Vegan Podcast, hosted by the Shorky Sisters. Repping the vegan hippie meatheads of the world is Sam, the first ever vegan World Naturals Bikini Pro, coach, author, and blogger, who's got an ass that's out of this world. Repping the busy, tired moms of the world is Sarah, and her ass is, well, mediocre. Together, they're on a mission to live with purpose and unlock the mysteries of a healthy mind, body, and spirit. So grab a seat in the back of Sarah's minivan and enjoy the ride. Well, hello and happy new year, everybody, and welcome to the 28th episode of the Jacked on the Beanstalk podcast and the very first episode of 2018. Whoop, whoop, whoop. So yeah, Happy New Year, everybody, and Happy New Year, Sarah, my beloved sister and co-host, Thank or you. sidekick. Are you my sidekick, or are you my co-host, Sarah, or both? I, I'd say sidekick. I feel like more of a sidekick than a co-host. Yeah, I feel like you are, too, even though sidekick sounds like a downgrade from co-host. <laughs> Yeah, but I feel like sidekick means less pressure to uh, to actually contribute anything useful. Yes, this is very true as well. Mm-hmm. I would love to know if our listeners enjoy the episodes that feature just us more, or if they dig it when we bring on a guest and do a formal type interview on the podcast. Because I do check our listener stats and did you know Sarah our most popular episodes are actually usually the ones that are just the two of us blathering on about random shit except the one we had uh, the protein episode with Susan McFarlane um that was a pretty popular one as well but well we we knew that was going to be a a popular one yes we did but since everybody loves me so much Maybe I should be promoted to co-host. Is there any kind of pay raise involved in that title? I'll tell you what. If you ever get out of the dark ages and actually create your own Instagram and Twitter accounts, then uh, I will give you a pay raise. But uh, on that note, you'd be surprised there how many people actually tweet and DM me about how much they really do enjoy your sidekick antics. Uh, so if you were Naturally. if you were on social media, you would actually be able to receive these comments directly <laughs> instead of having me have having to email a screenshot to you or tell you. Mm-hmm. Duly noted. Yeah, but I, I think I shall stay here in the dark. <laughs> yes, it is the new year. Yes, it is the first episode we are doing in 2018. It feels but like a long time, eh? Yeah, it does. And we have heard from some people. They are wondering when the next podcast is coming out. So here we are in my bedroom and instead of doing the typical standard new year, new me bullshit, all that, you know, rah, 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 let's really step outside of, you know, our our usual routine and kick things up a notch in 2018 mantras. (laughs) We thought we would go a little outside of the box and, um, Sarah, do you are do you buy into this whole New Year resolution mentality? Hell no. I mean, obviously, I am a firm believer in having healthy lifestyle habits all year long. 
But I did kind of make a mini resolution this year, uh, and that is to stretch more and work more on my flexibility and mobility in 2018. Dedicate more time to um, stretching because it's obviously a very important factor in fitness that we often half-ass because we just don't have the time or we don't think it's as important as it is. What about you, Sarah? Do you have any... I guess you don't do resolutions, but any thoughts on New Year's resolutions? Or do you maybe have anything you want to change this year? No, no. I Perhaps well, start yes. working out? There's a lot of things I would like to change, but uh, no. I, I, yeah, I also feel like the resolutions are kind of horseshit. I feel like they just, they're setting you up to fail. You know what I mean? Like, it, it you're just putting unnecessary pressure on yourself. Like you, I feel like you should, you know, kind of have your goals and it doesn't... N- January 1st or May 17th, what's the difference? Uh, I heard a statistic that 80% of people, or 80-something, I think it might have been 86% of people who make New Year's resolutions, only 8% of them actually stick with it. And interestingly enough, apparently millennials are the most likely to follow through with those resolutions. Really? Mm -hmm. I thought you were going to say the opposite. No, I guess it just comes down to habits and how, you know, as we know, habits are really hard to break. So the longer you've been living on this planet, chances are the more set in your habits that you are. And uh, if your habits are bad ones, well, then by God, it's going to be tough to break them. First, we make our habits and then our habits make us. So my advice would be today or May 17th, it doesn't matter, but make your habits good ones all year long and don't try to overhaul your entire lifestyle and your fitness and diet routines the second it hits January 1st. Um, But anyways, before I go off on another rant, as I like to do, um, everyone should go back and listen to, I believe it's podcast number seven, which is all about creating good habits and a solid morning routine. And uh, let's make that your New Year's resolution uh, episode. If you guys want to hear from the Shorky sisters on this timely um, topic. And maybe, maybe we could actually tell everybody what this week's episode is about. (laughs) Yes, good call, Cersei. That was totally a co-host-worthy moment of yours. Well, I have been assisting you with the online coaching business for some time now, so um, I'm used to reeling you in and getting you to focus. Yes, that you are. This week, what we are talking about on the podcast is actually all about food cravings. And more importantly, what your specific cravings are possibly telling you about your emotions. And of course, we're going to share some healthy fixes to battle those food cravings and uh, some, some little snack ideas and foods that will help you stay on track. I like to call them my little vegan snack hacks, if you will. And I definitely deal with this all the time as a coach for other vegans. And I think we did touch on it a little bit in the Sugar Addiction podcast, which was episode number 9 or 10, where I basically summarized that when we have a craving or need for sugar, chances are it's probably that you have an actual need for connection. You know, when you're craving sweetness in your diet, Perhaps it's an indicator that you're craving more sweetness in your life. 
You remember that, Sarah, on the sugar addiction episode? Sugar addiction? Hmm, never heard of it. <laughs> yes. yes, I am well aware. Yes, yes. And and what are your thoughts on this uh, being a diehard dessert fan? Am I allowed to say I think it might be horseshit? What, that your cravings are connected to your emotions? Yeah, I, I yeah. I, well, I don't know. I'm not quite buying it. Well, am I allowed to say that I think perhaps you might be in denial? <laughs> and here's the thing. I can call you on your bullshit because we had the exact same upbringing. And I know that uh, thanks to all of our very warm and comforting, sweet, sweet memories uh, revolving around our happy growing up together and mom's delicious homemade baked treats, which seem to happen on a nightly basis... I am a firm believer that people like us, we tend to associate happiness and comfort with sweet, sweet foods. And so when we are missing some sweetness in our lives, our brains will subconsciously crave sweetness from food. And I have seen this time and time again uh, from clients as well as myself, of course. Uh, and it's often because we are experiencing some kind of sadness or depression And we want to boost those feel-good brain chemicals, dopamine and serotonin. And yes, sugar will most definitely boost those brain chemicals temporarily. And in fact, I would like to mention that yesterday I had to say goodbye to... Ladies and gentlemen, EC3, who is here for a week visiting, and I cried the entire drive home after dropping him off at the airport, and I had plans to come home and clean my entire apartment, but somehow found myself um, eating an entire package of medjool dates and uh, a bag of raw cashews. Most definitely, it was because I was sad and depressed and I wanted to experience connection with the next best thing because I couldn't have connection with, you know, the person I wanted to. So bada bing, bada boom, that uh, surely explains my point. Clearly, I did not follow my own advice. What I would normally suggest to clients when they're dealing with sadness or depression is to instead go hit the gym because exercise is obviously a much healthier way to boost dopamine and serotonin. Or you could toss on a comedy show or a movie or listen to our vegan comedy podcast episode um, or do some deep stretches while you're you know, listening to a comedy podcast or a movie or whatever. And if you really do need something food-based, Allow yourself to maybe have a little bit of dark chocolate or maybe make a small batch of my black bean brownies, which are in my ebook. Um, But I I realized that I did not make a good choice yesterday, but it was definitely telling me how true it is that our cravings are so dependent on our emotions that we're feeling. Actually, I kind of feel bad now because I was thinking that it it all comes down to maybe physically needing something. But then when you sort of described it there, it's like 
now I get kind of the mental, physical connection. So I have a feeling, as per usual, you might be proving me wrong. Yeah, totally. Damn it. Um, And something else that uh, I think is a really good idea and that I've done this many times in the past when I'm craving sweets um, is I will counteract a sweet craving with a bitter taste such as cacao nibs. I know I've talked about this. I think I did talk about this on the sugar addiction episode, but uh, cacao. Why, why is that? Why would bitter? Uh, well, because they have a satisfying crunch, first of all, and they also have the added benefit of being very high in important nutrients, such as, uh, well, first of all, they're very high in protein and iron, and cacao nibs have more zinc and vitamin C than most vegetables do. So they are and very high in magnesium as well. And oftentimes when we're craving chocolate, it could be because we're low in magnesium. So definitely a good idea uh, to, before you indulge in an entire um, package of medjool dates, maybe try to have some cacao nibs uh, <laughs> in some chocolate protein pudding or something first. Man, I had absolutely no idea that was true of mm-hmm. cacao. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I should be going home and eating it by the spoonful. Yeah, totally. And that was a uh, sidekick comment. I will say oh, not so go. much co-host. Um, but yeah, also I should mention too that cacao is really high in chromium. Uh, and that is a mineral that has been shown to reduce sugar cravings. Mm-hmm. And in fact, it's something that I often will supplement with. Um, especially if I'm indulging in something sweet. So I will admit that before I started hammering back those medjool dates yesterday, I did take a chromium supplement uh, before and after and a digestive enzyme um, because uh, with the chromium, I find when I get that into my system, it, it makes me not want to hog out on sugar all day long. Um And, uh, yeah, I'd also suggest, like, you could even keep a container of cacao nibs handy, um, pop a few back if you really want to boost your serotonin levels and satisfy sugar cravings. So even if you don't get sugar cravings, but uh, you are feeling depressed, just try doing, like, a little handful of cacao nibs and see if that helps. So, yeah, how about, Sarah, since you are a, a huge dessert fanatic, why don't you tell me what foods and desserts like get really specific what 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 do you crave specifically when you want to give in to those cravings I think it mostly depends on what's in my cupboards like because if there's candy I will plow into that like frigging Tony Montana with a pile of cocaine Say hello to my friend. oh okay so you like the chewy stuff then hmm not necessarily. I, I mean, seriously, chocolate, cookies, Oreos, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm not really picky. If I want something sweet, I, I'm just a hog at the trough. So you're saying you want it all then. When you're craving something, you just want all of it. Sweet, salty, chewy, tough, soft, smooth, creamy, everything. Uh, I'm definitely more sweet than salty. Uh, but yeah, if like chips, you cannot keep chips in my house because I will eat them. But um, fine. Yes. If if it's there, I will eat it. All right. <laughs> well, this is good to know because I now 
know exactly what your cravings for everything entails, and I'm about to give you the best free therapy session of your life, Sarah. Can't wait for this. So, in my research on cravings and their connection to uh, your emotions, apparently, if you want it all, and that means sweet, salty, smooth, crunchy, an equal amount of craving for everything delicious, it entails that you are a jealous, envious person. What? (laughs) What? Yeah, see... That's, I feel like that is completely inaccurate. If you had said, like, angry or or even maybe depressed, I I feel like that would hold more bearing. Like, who am I jealous of? I barely leave the house. (laughs) Well, in my expert opinion, I believe that you crave everything because you have a sense of entitlement and a fear (laughs) of failure and a huge lack of gratitude in your life, and you are incredibly jealous of, of course, my success. <laughs> and that is why you are my lowly sidekick, sidekick, not co-host. What can I say, Sammy? You nailed it. My deepest fears <laughs> have been revealed. <laughs> no, for real, though. I did research cravings um, leading up to this recording, and that was verbatim what it says cravings for everything means. Uh, but uh, anyway. Well, I am a little jealous of my three-year-old. Her her life is pretty awesome. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> yeah, you're actually like the least jealous person. I know. I know. That's, That's a- why. Um, I found that funny and wanted to include that. But if you are somebody who craves everything and you are listening to this podcast, please let us know if there is some truth to that. If you um, have a sense of entitlement and a fear of failure and a lack of gratitude in your life, are you a jealous person? Would love to know. Um But yeah, getting back to angry and depressed, because uh, I would say, yeah, if I had to nail you in one category, (laughs) you are a very angry and depressed person. Suddenly, my ratings are not going to be quite what they used to be. All of a sudden, people are going to be like, go back to the guests. So do you want to know what kind of cravings are common for angry and depressed people? Sure, why not? I'll, I'll take whatever I can get. All right, so typically when people crave crunchy or crispy or chewy or tough foods, it is because they are angry or they're frustrated or maybe they're just confused about something. And often this could mean that they're holding in their feelings or maybe they're not speaking up about something that is uh, really bothering them in their lives pent up unresolved issues perhaps or it could just be that they have a lot of shit on their mind and they're mulling over this big decision that they have to make but they're avoiding making a decision about it so um i guess it's like that biting down like really hard chewing is kind of therapeutic for them in a way what do you think Actually, I I could actually see that, yeah. Because, I mean, a lot of people, you know, they say that people can hold their anger in different parts. And some people will hold anger in their face, like in their jaw. And I Mm. see how the chewing would be kind of a way of working out the tension. Yeah, Or the act of crunching is is kind of mulling things over. Well, Mm -hmm. maybe you are right about these emotional ties to cravings, Sammy. Mm -hmm, I know. Still not selling me on the jealousy, though. Yeah, I agree. You are you're definitely not a jealous person. I, I think there's definitely some truth to this 
chewing, working out the tension. And so, for all you angry crunchers out there, my healthy vegan snack hack suggestion would be to make up a little plate of crunchy, healthy food. So, like something like celery sticks or carrot sticks, maybe some apple slices, and a handful of uh, raw nuts or even dried fruit if you're wanting something chewy. And if you get the apricots, uh, the dried apricots at Bulk Barn, all the (laughs) farting will take your mind off the mental anguish and suddenly things won't seem so bad. What episode did I tell everybody about my brutal apricot sulfite caused farts again? It was the farting episode. (laughs) Right, yes. How could I forget? Too good, too good. Okay, so of course there are other non-food solutions that I would suggest to anyone when dealing with cravings. And truthfully, I actually did this yesterday. So after I was crying and got home and and I was said I was going to clean my apartment but instead I just decided to lie on the couch and hog out on dates and cashews which granted you know there are a lot of worse things I could have chosen I, know. I was thinking like yeah some people would be polishing off a bag of Oreos and you're like oh those damn dates and raw nuts well it's a lot of sugar but at least it's it's high in fiber so you can't eat too many before you get well, then you pooped out all the bad, the bad sugar. Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> what I also did, so after I indulged a little bit and I took my chromium and digestive enzyme, I went and I sat in my bed for a little bit, kind of like got out a little journal and wrote down my thoughts and what exactly I was feeling. I don't usually do journal writing too often, and the reason I don't do that much anymore is because now I have a full-on blog that I post and feel the need to share with the entire internet. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever told our audience this, but uh, I used to be a big journal writer when I was a kid. Yeah, me too. Yeah, but now I definitely consider my little blog at jackedonthebeanstalk.com to be my public journal, you know? Uh, It's funny because I probably mentioned this before, but when I share posts about my dating life or things going on in my personal life, they always seem to be my most popular posts. And I feel like it feels really good to share my deepest thoughts with everybody out there. And then when I receive like really cool supportive feedback from people who can relate in some way, It's such an awesome feeling, and uh, yeah, if you're not a big journal writer, but you do love to write, definitely consider starting your own blog, you know, or you could definitely just have a private journal, and and that's what I did yesterday, and it was felt really good, and I've even today reread what I wrote, and it really did help me deal with um, the emotions that I was dealing with, Um, and another good idea for an angry cruncher or anybody who's got um, really any any kind of emotions running strong is to do a short guided meditation and you can use a free app on your smartphone like Insight Timer. That's the one that I love. 
And uh, what I'll often do is like I'll just sprawl out on my living room floor and I will just do a lot of deep breathing or I will do some stretches and listen to just a five or ten minute guided meditation. Or you can even just listen to soothing music and do that like, I don't know, like Enya or something. Loved Enya back in the day. I did, yeah. I, she had some really depressing shit that I used to listen to. As a yes. Depressed teenager. Yeah, no, super good. Super yeah. good for depression. Yeah, music. way to go, Enya. <laughs> <laughs> the next big food craving that I want to address is my own personal best worst enemy, which I know I have talked about this one many, many times on the podcast and on my blog. And I know I am definitely not the only person obsessed with this sweet and creamy, smooth and delicious devil. And that, my friends, we are talking about peanut butter, cashew butter, almond butter, sesame seed butter, sunflower seed butter, pumpkin seed butter, and yes, even coconut oil if I'm really desperate. Are you serious? What the (laughs) hell is wrong with you? Yeah, I'm telling you, if I am really desperate and I don't have any kind of nut butters in the house, I will mix a bit of melted coconut oil into a scoop of chocolate protein powder and then toss a bit of uh, unsweetened cocoa powder in there, maybe a little bit of chocolate stevia or of course some cacao nibs. And that's what I will make as another little healthy snack hack if I am craving chocolate or sweet things. Um, No, it's quite, don't knock it till you try it. Anyway, as I was saying, my number one craving is definitely any and all nut butters. Peanut butter definitely being the worst slash best. It's delicious. It is so delicious. And uh, yeah, apparently when we crave creamy, smooth, and soft things, it means that we are seeking comfort and support. And I thought that was interesting. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, it basically means that we are needing connection or connection to warm, fuzzy memories. And again, it basically just comes back to we're wanting to boost those feel-good brain chemicals, dopamine and serotonin, as I said earlier. And this totally makes sense for me. Because believe it or not, as much as I love being my own boss and working for myself from the comfort of my own home and being able to work anywhere in the world as long as I have my laptop and the internet, it can actually feel very isolating at times and very lonely to have this kind of a job. I will find myself really craving a big ass spoonful of peanut butter between writing client plans or whatever I'm doing and I honestly think it is because I'm feeling kind of alone at that moment and I'm being totally honest in sharing this stuff with you guys but uh yeah what what I find personally helps to break up my day with things like write a set of client plans and then I'll go out and I'll run errands mid-afternoon or write a set of client plans and then go do a little bit of cardio or even just call a friend or even you know pick up a kettlebell and do a couple sumo squats with it or whatever but 
something that, you know, kind of takes me away from that and gets me out of the house every few hours and just like being around other people or I'll go and I'll work at a coffee shop for, you know, a couple sets of client plans. It's funny because as a coach, yes, I am dealing with other people all the time. And in fact, you're dealing with people on a very intimate level because I'm, you know, they're sharing their, you know, biggest food issues and body image issues with me. You might think, what are you talking about? You are such a people person. But it's very different being an online coach versus doing in-person coaching. And that's actually why I still do train in-person clients two days a week here in Ottawa because I do long for that in-person connection. And I think it's really important that we all ensure that when we are having that real-life connection every single day. Again, getting really real and honest with you guys in saying that something else I've noticed is that when I am in a really happy good romantic relationship, I definitely have fewer sugar and nut butter cravings than when I'm single or in a not very fulfilling relationship. I'm sure it's the same for people whose weakness is donuts or other fluffy desserts like cakes and cookies and pastries. Those kind of cravings could be a sign of loneliness. And even if you're a really shy person and you really struggle to make friends or meet new people, I really suggest going to your local animal shelter and adopting a furry little friend if you can have pets. Study after study has shown that snuggling a little fur baby boosts those feel-good chemicals as well. I know you guys know exactly what I'm talking about because chances are most of you have pets as well. I'd like to add that now I feel as though me claiming this was all horseshit is maybe a little unfair. Yeah, thank you. Good. (laughs) I feel like I'm killing this episode. I'm just a wealth of knowledge and sharing my own personal cravings with everyone. Everyone is so connected to me this episode. Yeah, yeah. I and know. you're just jealous, envious. Yeah, just over here Side fuming. Kick. Fuming, just green with envy. <laughs> I, I guess initially I was thinking that, no, there's something you you physically need, and that's why you're craving the sugar, you know, because you're talking about dopamine and serotonin and stuff. Mm-hmm. But when you think about it, there is there is such a strong connection between mental needs and physical needs that yep. you can't really argue that there isn't some truth to this. Yeah, for sure. And this is also why I always tell my clients to not be mad at the food for making you eat it. We should actually be thanking the food in a sense because the food is just trying to help us and it's simply our body's way of trying to help itself feel better. So it's super important that we first really learn self-awareness around those food cravings that we're experiencing and we really need to acknowledge that there is definitely something else going on behind those food cravings and that when we do crave something before we do anything else at all definitely go and drink a big glass of water or if it's a really bad sweet craving try to have a cup of sweet tasting herbal tea like a cinnamon one or a coconut tea go to somewhere like David's tea and you know they have a million different flavors and and some really gourmet ones 
mechanism. A huge reason that cravings happen could also be that you're thirsty, not hungry. If your body needs water, it's basically telling you that it needs energy. It only makes sense that your brain would tell you to eat something sweet or salty because that is going to provide the fastest source of energy that your body is seeking. So definitely next time a craving hits, try to have a big glass of water and just wait 15 to 20 minutes. There's a good chance that the craving will go away completely. And after 20 minutes, if you're still craving that food, then you just need to ask yourself, what am I actually needing right now? Is there an emotion that maybe you're suppressing? Is there something missing in your life right now? Something that I often say to my clients who have suffered from uh, binge eating disorder, which is a, a huge, huge common thing I see all the time, is that often when we're not fulfilled with our lives altogether, we just binge and we binge and we binge because we're longing for that feeling of fullness that we simply cannot get from our lives. And so instead of hating yourself for the binging and hating the food for making you eat it and being so damn tasty, remind yourself that cravings are are like your soul's to-do list. And I know that sounds cheesy, but really think about that. Cravings are your soul's to-do list. Try to associate that food craving with a feeling like we talked about. I really try to incorporate some of my suggestions on how to deal with them. Work on that self-talk that I'm always preaching about. In fact, something I include, as, as you know, Sarah, on every single meal plan that I write for my clients is to try to busy yourself with something non-food related, which is on my instead of eating list, which is on the website somewhere. So if you go to jackedonthebeanstalk.com, you can do a search for instead of eating list. It will list all kinds of things that you can do. So go have that big glass of water and then go do something on that instead of eating list that will occupy you for 15 to 20 minutes and then reassess. And, you know, before you find yourself fist deep into a tub of peanut butter, do that self-talk. Ask yourself, how will consuming this PB right now serve me and my goals? What am I looking to gain from eating this peanut butter? And how else could I maybe get that same feeling? I definitely did that yesterday and did a lot of, of this work around, you know, I was feeling depressed instantly lay down on the couch and then you know I was feeling so crappy that the only thing in my mind was I want some dates and and cashews right now and I gave into it moderately you know I, I ate more than I should have but as soon as I recognized you know that what I was doing was not healthy and not serving me and my fitness goals spending a lot of time on the awareness aspect after I realized, okay, this is not serving me and my goals uh, by eating this food, even if dates and cashews are not that bad, they are still high in calorie, they're high in sugar, they're high in fat. And, you know, that's when I went into my bedroom and I pulled out my journal and I just started writing down, you know, what am I, why did I do that? Why did I eat those dates? What was I looking to gain from it? Well, I know I was feeling sad. I was looking for connection and something to soothe that moment of loneliness. How else could I have maybe got that feeling? Well, what I did after that, I wrote out all my feelings and then I went and I hit the gym and I had an awesome workout because all those, all that sugar and fat from the dates and cashews (laughs) 
actually allowed me to hit a new personal record on bench press. So I guess it wasn't all bad. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, Dates. So, Sarah, uh, was this as stupid of an episode as you thought it would be? Yeah, it's not that I thought it was going to be stupid. I I just thought that, you know, maybe we want to eat this shit because it tastes freaking good. But, <laughs> um, but yeah. Well, I, and I, obviously that's a factor. Actually, the more I think about it, when I'm in a really good place mentally, I definitely don't eat sweets like I do when I'm, you know, being a mopey, lazy turd. Something to think about, guys, and really assess your own individual situation and figure out what are the feelings and emotions behind those cravings. Remember, too, willpower is like any other muscle. So the more you use it, the stronger it gets. I love that quote. The best way, in my opinion, to fight off any brutal food craving is just being aware of them and the emotion behind them and then really trying to break the habit with a more healthier response like we discussed earlier. The more times that you are able to resist those cravings, the less of a chance there is for us to return to our old shitty habits. And, you know, like I did yesterday, I gave in to the craving, but I didn't allow myself to stay in that. That did not mean that for the rest of the day I was eating garbage food. I had my moment with the dates and the nuts. And then, you know, I found other ways to deal with it. And today, I'd like to say I'm feeling as good as ever, happy, everything's great. You know, this is going to sound weird, but I'm actually reminded of um, when you're teaching babies how to self-soothe. Like, this is almost going back to basics, you know? It's important to teach them how to comfort themselves. When they cry, you don't automatically jam a boob in their mouth or come Mm -hmm. running and pick them up. You know, I'm not one of those people who thinks leaving a baby to scream is the way to go either. It's important to teach a baby to rely on themselves and be able to comfort themselves. And be comfortable in your discomfort, right? Like, Mm -hmm. there's so much truth to that, too. And, you know, we need to be comfortable in our discomfort in order to properly deal with it instead of just masking it and covering it up with temporary solutions that don't actually help us in the long run. These are life lessons, people. Totally. Yeah, we're killing it, Sarah. So I think that is a good place to end this very first episode of 2018, especially with uh, that last comment of yours, Sarah, totally boosts you back up to co-host status, so well done. Thank you. I do have a few good nuggets. You do. While you're on a roll, what song are we going to sing to conclude this week's episode? Oh wait, no, we have not yet read our review of the week. Let's do that first. Uh, wait. Do we even have a review to re- to read this week? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do not. What the hell, guys? We even took a two-week hiatus from recording podcasts, and we didn't even receive one review in two weeks? What the hell? Well, it was the holidays. Everyone is lazy, including us. Mm, true. We can't yes. really come down too hard. But yeah. there better be one next week. Yeah, seriously, guys, if you don't keep leaving us five-star reviews on iTunes, we're going to cancel this whole damn podcast, all right? And I I feel like we don't ask for much from you listeners, and we don't even bombard you with advertisements or sponsors. Uh, We give you guys 100% pure shorky sister goodness, and all we ask is that you take five minutes out of your day just one time 
to log on to iTunes via your phone or laptop and search Jacked on the Beanstalk, the podcast, then click the ratings and reviews tab and bam, you're done. Podcast continues. (laughs) Okay, but seriously, guys, we really, 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 really appreciate those reviews. And I know you want to hear Sarah read your review in a smart-ass voice slash impression. Yeah, I was I was going to give Tony Montana a try this week. Ooh, that would have been good. Very appropriate. All right, well, guys, next week, whoever is the first new review we receive on iTunes gets to be Tony Montana from Scarface. Yeah, don't get too excited. I'm sure it'll probably be worse than my Hulk Hogan impression. Yeah, no doubt, but still golden. Uh, okay, Sarah, what song are we singing to conclude the food cravings episode of the Jacked on the Beanstalk podcast? I have gone with the legendary Joan Jett. Oh. I hate myself for loving you. Oh, nice. Which actually, I believe, is our brother Jeff's uh, signature karaoke song choice. Really? Well, it is a good one. Good yes, choice. Yeah, yeah. I think of you every night and day. You took my heart, then you took my pride away. I hate myself for loving you. Can't break free from the things that you do. I want to walk, but I run back to you. That's why I hate myself for loving you. Good job. All right, that's it for this week. Hope you guys like the Cravings episode. Let us know. Send us your feedback. Have a great week, guys. And happy 2018, Shorky Sisters. Ow! I love myself today.